If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And today I have another solo episode for you with just me. And today we are exploring the topic of how to be okay single. Obviously, okay is a somewhat relative term. Obviously, I would love everyone to experience the point where you love being single. I think it's something that is so liberating and empowering to experience at some point in your life. It's something I feel really lucky that I was able to experience. However, if you're someone that is terrified of being single, I want to make this as manageable as possible. So we're going to start with how to just be okay single. And when you're coming out of a relationship, you're single in this very traumatic fashion. It was originally coined on this podcast by my guest Jules Weber, but there's the concept of being single by default, which means you got broken up with, the relationship ended, not by your choice. So you had this like traumatic entrance into being single. And then what you do from there is up to you. Do you just stay single by default or do you work to get to a place where you can be single by choice? Now, when I talk about this, does this mean I want everyone to learn how to be okay single for the rest of their lives? If that's what you want, then sure. But for most of you, I know that's not what you want. So no, this being okay single does not mean that you're okay with never being in a relationship. It just means you know how to be content in the situation that you're currently in. So there are so many benefits in my experience of learning how to be okay single. When you can get to a place where you are content on your own, you're automatically raising the bar for the type of partner that you're going to allow into your life. Because when I'm not okay single and I'm just desperately searching for someone to partner up with, 
my standards are not going to be that high because pretty much my only concern is I just want to be in a relationship. So, you know, I'll blow past red flags. I just won't really pay attention and I definitely won't hold boundaries because, again, all I'm seeking is this partner because I just value having a relationship. However, if I'm content on my own, it gives me the power to really determine the standards that I want to have in a partner. And it gives me the power to say no if someone who steps into my orbit doesn't match one of those things or does have red flags. I can say, you know what? I'm okay single. So why would I introduce someone who is going to make me anxious, not feel great about myself? Why would I introduce that if I feel great on my own? I just won't do it. I think having a life on your own is so attractive to a potential partner in a relationship. I know that was a really big thing for me that whoever I ended up with, it was so important to me that they had their own friends, that they made their own plans, that we valued alone time and together time, obviously. But I think having a life on your own is something that is incredibly attractive in future relationships. So I think that's another benefit. The other benefit is like, Whether you are in a relationship in the future or single in the future, you can enjoy your own company, which is very powerful. I mean, I used to, on weekends, like if I didn't have plans with friends, I would completely spiral, get really bad anxiety, and it was just because I was not okay being alone. But when I was able to get to that place of being alone, it didn't matter if I had a ton of plans with friends on the weekends, or if it was a lot of alone time. Again, I just think learning how to be okay single gives you a lot of power because in that circumstance, I had the power to determine, do I want more alone time to rest this weekend or do I wanna go hang out with a bunch of friends? Before, I didn't have the choice because I was so uncomfortable by myself that I had to default to always being around other people, always being on dates, always being in a relationship. So now, you know, being okay single, I just think it's incredibly empowering overall and gives you so many more options and allows you to really be able to listen to your gut a lot better. The other thing is I think it gives you another sense of freedom when you are in a future relationship because in old relationships for me, I used to always feel like I had the feeling of walking on eggshells. Yes, I have you know, really unhealthy relationships. I had a relationship with a narcissist, which there's a characteristic of feeling like you're walking on eggshells. But even beyond that, when I was not with someone toxic, I still felt like I was walking on eggshells because I was so scared of losing the person. So scared. So now that, because I didn't want to be single, I could not imagine losing the relationship, so I would do anything I could to keep it. Whereas now, I mean, obviously, I I want to stay married, but I'm able to have the freedom to like be myself, stick up for myself, set boundaries if I need to, do what I have to do, because what worst case I go back to being single, like I'm okay with that. It just, I'm very passionate about this subject. And I know I've talked about it on other episodes, but it is really important for me to start this episode with that. So let's get into how to do that, how to be okay single. The first thing is if you are someone who has spent most of your adult life in relationships and, you know, you might call it like a serial monogamist or whatever that looks like, 
If you're someone who has spent most of your life in relationships, or if you're someone who you started dating your ex really young, and so this is really the only relationship you've known, the only adult life that you've known, it is key. It is crucial to spend time single. People will say like, how do I be okay on my own? My answer is you have to be alone. (laughs) There's like just no other way that you'll ever be able to know that it's possible and know that you won't you know, die from it than to experience it. And yes, it's hard. Yes, it's uncomfortable. But there's no magic trick that will allow you to learn how to be okay single except for, you know, taking the time to be single. And what does taking the time to be single mean? It doesn't necessarily mean that you're not dating at all. But, you know, I think we all fall into this trap of like, dating people for a month or two where it's like you're kind of in a relationship, but you're just putting a lot of time into the other person. I would definitely avoid that if you want to go on a date, you know, every so often just to keep your skills sharp or whatever you need to do, you can do that. But the main focus is adjusting to life on your own. Okay, and then how do you do that? How do you adjust to life on your own? So the first thing is you got to change the narrative around what it means to be single. And in Case Kenny's episode, he does a really good job laying out what assumptions we make about someone who's single. It's like such a loaded term. It can mean that you are delayed, you're late, you are don't have your stuff together, you, you know, are unworthy, you're unlovable. It's like, but I think in order to change a narrative around it, you first have to figure out what is your narrative? What does being single mean to you? And who knows, maybe this came from your parents. Maybe this came from friends. Maybe this came from a movie that you watched. But it's important to explore why does the term single or why does feeling single feel so bad to you? And, you know, it's not saying like you're wrong or it's not saying any of those things. It's just exploring what does that mean to you? and writing that stuff down. And I also, along with that, I think it's so important to write down your honest fears about being single. And fears can include, I'm afraid that if I don't find someone now, I'll never find someone. I'm afraid that if I'm not actively searching for a partner, I'm gonna miss out. I'm afraid by letting go of my ex and remaining single that I'm losing my chance. A lot of this, I think, has to do with If I'm single now, it means I'm single forever, which is absolutely not true. If you were to write down a lot of the fears that you have about being single and taking a look, you would see that they are categorically untrue. Like if a friend came to you and handed you a piece of paper and said, these are all the fears I'm having about being single, you would be like, you know, come on, those aren't true. Like, Just because you had one bad date, just because you had a breakup, it doesn't mean that you're not ever going to be with someone. But instead of just trying to bulldoze past these fears, which by the way, I know they're really, really real fears. I know these are very, feel very true to a lot of you, and I'm not trying to invalidate them. I'm just saying, get them out in the open, acknowledge the fears, and then realistically look at, are these true or are these untrue? Because without exploring the mindset part of it, 
That's such a huge part of it. And also taking a look at like what kind of language are you using around being single? Do you kind of bag on yourself when you're around friends of like, oh, you guys all go, like I'll be over here just being single. And I know we joke on those things, but what the goal is, is to change your mindset to think about being single. It's just not a bad thing. It's just not a bad thing. And then if we're going to talk about like, you know, tangible actions that you can take aside from working on your mindset, I think in the beginning, if you're not used to being single, it's going to be really important for you to load up your schedule with a lot of time with friends. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So, you know, whether that's you're just going over to their house or you guys are going out or you're planning a trip, I think it's like ease into it. You don't have to just all of a sudden like go on a solo three-month road trip and like eat, pray, love it. It's not the the goal and it's not realistic. So at first, you know, just spend a lot of time with friends, with family. That's a great way to start. I also a huge fan of making a single bucket list of like things that you want to do while you're still single because sometimes we hold off 
or not even sometimes, a lot of times we hold off on making plans because we think certain things are reserved for people who are in relationships. So we'll say to ourselves, oh, well, I had this trip booked to Hawaii with my ex, but we broke up, so have to cancel it, like can't go there single. So we kind of do these things. So it's important to reclaim how you're looking at the future and not cut yourself off to anything because of the fact that you're single. So think about destinations that you've always wanted to go to, maybe like adventurous things of skydiving or like taking a knitting class or pottery class, literally anything, anything you've wanted to try, write it down on this single bucket list. And if you know, if you find yourself thinking, oh, I can't do that on my own, like explore that even more. Why do you feel like you can't do that by yourself? Is it something you could invite a friend to? Why does it feel this way? And then I get a lot of questions of like groups of friends and people will say, Yeah, I want to do stuff with my friends, but all my friends are in relationships. I will say this again, like as someone who is in a relationship, I do stuff with my friends all the time that have nothing to do with partners. You know, in the group, there are single friends. There are people in relationships. Honestly, it doesn't matter. It's not that we are on that different of life tracks. I think sometimes you just have to ask that stuff. Like, you know, I have friends that will say, hey, can we just get together and go on a walk, the two of us? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to do a girl's trip? Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes you just have to ask those things. And I do think it's important to have friends that are in the same, you know, life stage as you are, but it's not like a necessity and don't write people off for planning things just because they happen to be in relationships. So once you've been able to like pack your schedule and you start realizing you're okay, not in a relationship, then you want to start slowly introducing things throughout your weeks that you can do on your own. Whether that is going on a walk on your own without talking to someone, but just like going on walks. Whether it's you go out to eat on your own and you can start small. Like you don't have to start with going to like a fancy restaurant. You can literally go to like Chipotle and just sit there on your own and start trying to like not be on your phone, or just start practicing what it feels like to have it just be you. Not someone you're texting, not scrolling social media, but like what does it feel like to just sit with yourself? And first, it's probably not going to feel good, and that's okay. That's normal. That's why I'm saying just like start small. But this is the thing, like you're never going to give yourself the chance to know what it feels like unless you do it. And then when you're in those situations like that and you start feeling discomfort, that's okay. Like, sit with that for a second. Don't immediately grab for your phone. Don't immediately, you know, go to text someone. You know, I've totally done the thing and I hope I'm not alone where I've like pretended that someone called me or something like that just because I was so afraid of what it looked like to just be like me on my own. So don't lean into something like that. Lean into the discomfort and explore what it is. So if I'm sitting at a restaurant by myself and I start feeling uncomfortable, I can say, why do I feel uncomfortable? Okay, I feel uncomfortable because I don't want people to think that I don't have anyone to eat with. Is that true that I don't have anyone to eat with? 
No, not necessarily. I mean, I could have called my mom or my brother or a friend. But at the end of the day, what does it even matter if I don't have someone to eat with at this particular time? What am I making that mean? Am I making that mean that I am like unworthy of being able to eat with someone? And I can just kind of go through that that list. And you know what it almost always ends up with is being like, no one cares. <laughs> no one at the restaurant that I'm eating at by myself is thinking about it. They're all thinking about themselves. Everyone is thinking about themselves. So, and I know social media can do like, I would really be careful as you're exploring this process of how to be okay single and how to be okay on your own, I would be very cautious with social media. Like for me, when I started practicing what it was like to spend more time on the weekends by myself, because again, this used to be a very terrifying thing for me and honestly still was up until like quarantine. Original quarantine was really hard for me because it felt very scary to not have packed plans. But be very cautious of what you're looking at social media. It's just so easy to be like, that person is always surrounded by so many people. They're always doing fun stuff. And we just forget that's not what reality is. But just be cautious of things like that. But I think the biggest thing is, yeah, lean into that discomfort. Like, what are you making it mean? And then I love the feeling of like, or the saying of like, feelings won't kill you. You know, untreated feelings and like when we let things go really far and turn into like clinical depression and things like that, yes, that's dangerous. But when it comes to like, oh my gosh, I feel embarrassed, it's not going to kill me. And it's like, I can sit with it. I can realize that no one's laughing at me. No one's pointing at me. I'm not getting like laughed out of the restaurant because I'm eating there by myself. That's going to be like a little check mark that I can cross off and say like, okay, I survived that. I'm going to be okay. (laughs) I'm totally going to be okay. And it's just little wins that you can get like that. And again, start small. Like little wins are going to build up your confidence in how to be okay on your own. And another thing that I know people ask about is like, I have a really hard time at night, especially if you lived with your ex. You know, create your own little night routine, whether that's you watch something that you love. And remember, you can watch whatever you want when you're single. You can watch whatever you want. If you want to watch super trashy reality TV, you can watch that. If you want to watch crime documentary, you can watch that. But watch something that you love to watch. And if you have a hard time, you can you can text a friend. You can like reach out for those lifelines if you're at home at night by yourself. But just know that it's always like the next day, the sun's always going to come up. There's always going to be a new day. And the more nights you can spend on your own, the more days you can spend on your own, the more weeks you can put together single, the easier it's going to get. And you're going to get to a place where you're like, dang, I did it. I'm okay. Like, I'm here. I've been single for three months, six months, nine months, and I'm, I'm okay. I made it. And that is going to be such a rewarding feeling. I can guarantee it. And I, again, I think it's important for everyone to experience this because it will not only bring you self-esteem, self-worth, I promise it'll make you happier in future relationships. So with that, I will see you guys back here next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. 
If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.